This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Today on the show, our guest Camille Peoples has been delivering delicious meals to hungry customers since 2011. Located in Jackson, Feast Specialty Foods prepares and delivers complete, great-tasting dinners with a focus on flavor and authenticity. We'll talk later in the show with Camille about her journey and how she comes up with the recipes for this fast-growing kitchen or, uh, delivery service. And as always, we want to know what's going on in your kitchen. You can join our conversation today with a phone call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464, or you can email the show food at mpbonline.org. So good morning, Deborah. Hope you're doing well this morning. Oh, Kevin, I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Uh, just a quickie. We got an email uh, last week. I think it was Jesse and Mobile talked about uh, Silver Queen corn and sent us a couple of recipes, uh, just a couple of things that you could do with it. There's country fried skillet corn and uh, roasted Silver Queen corn with cilantro lime butter. So if you're interested in that, uh, you could uh, do some uh, Googling, I imagine, and come up with some recipes, uh, but those sound really tasty. And as always, we love to have people call in and share their favorite kinds of foods, and uh, it's always great to discover new stuff. Uh, I had never heard of that uh, before, and so uh, thanks to Jesse for always being a part of the show. So um, we have a lot of food uh, this morning. Uh, our guest, Camille Peoples, brought in a couple of things, which we will talk about in just a little bit. Uh, I brought in something. I've now decided that I'm using this show as the test kitchen. E- every year uh, at MPB, we have a Christmas party, and there is a dessert <clears throat> contest where, you know, you bring in a dessert, and whichever one is voted most popular usually gets some sort of gift card or whatever. So I've uh, I've decided that I'm, I'm again, using this as a, a test kitchen. So I brought in uh, a couple of weeks ago, I brought in that uh, cherry chocolate cake. Uh, last week was the uh, tre leche cake, and so this morning I brought in um, chocolate chess squares. So what what do you think? Oh, they were absolutely delicious. Very good. Now you brought in something that I really enjoyed, and it was it was it was an interesting take on things. It was a little bit different. Uh, tell us what you cooked for us this morning. Oh, time to go. <laughs> yeah, the alarm clock is going off. Uh, so this morning I brought in a, a summer peach cobbler, Kevin, and it's not really different. I just cooked it in a different container. Usually we cook um, peach cobblers in baking dishes. Today I just decided to use a traditional pound cake pan, and everything is from scratch. And that's the thing that I love about Camille and her cooking is that she's a girl that cooks from scratch. Uh, and uh, the crust is just a crumble on top with a little bit of uh, pecans in it. So it's just, and it's not overly sweet. It's perfect for the summer. We have Cool Whip. I don't think anybody got any. Oh, <laughs> so it's a fantastic dish. It didn't need it, but I would have put a dollop on there just for good measure <laughs> had I known it was out there. I, the crumble, I thought, was really, really tasty. And also, it, to me, the I don't know if sauce is the right word, but it's, it tastes a little bit different. But that's your, your normal uh, uh, peach cobbler recipe? Oh, well, do I do anything normal, well, Kevin? <laughs> Of course not. So I was uh, in this morning and decided to be a little bit creative. So there are actually three ingredients that I will not share on the air that's in here that would normally not be in a traditional peach cobbler. All right. I uh, <clears throat> I was doing that. And another reason I was I cooked up something was I had had some eggs left over, and I don't really use them a lot. So I figured I needed to 
to come up with something. And the recipe called for three, and I only had two. So I went online uh, for egg substitutes. I remembered you had said mayonnaise, but I'm not sure I had enough of that. So anyway, I found one that it was um, oil, water, and baking powder. Mm-hmm. And so it worked out fine. But the interesting thing was, to me, baking powder, all the baking powder I have comes in a little cylindrical box. <clears throat> baking soda comes in the little square box. Well, <laughs> there was a picture, and it was a little square box, but it said baking powder. So I was like, well, that's kind of confusing. So I looked several times. I kept looking. I said, I want to make sure because they're not the same thing. And I had both, but I don't think they're not interchangeable. I know that. Um, so I think it turned out okay, but it was odd that it's like, that's not the baking powder box. That's the baking soda <laughs> box. So, um, well, I guess it probably depended too on who distributed it. You know, there are different brands of products. So we're used to, you know, the traditional, uh, you know, cans and boxes, but it just really depends on which company is actually distributing the product. But it uh, seemed to work well. So, uh, and I'll say I, I try to do things from scratch, but I'm like more like that show that used to be on the Food Network, I think it was called Semi-Homemade. Yes. So I, I kind of cheated. I used a cake mix on there, but uh, I thought it turned out pretty good. And um, it's uh, it, it, the thing, though, it, it called for a pound, an entire box of uh, confectioner sugar. So it's like, you know, when I see something like that, it's like, well, I can't go wrong there because, you know. <laughs> so uh, they were a little gooey, but I, I was a little bit happy with the way they turned out. So, uh, And like I said, your, your cobbler was just absolutely uh, uh, delicious. So... Um, We'll just mention briefly, you had an exciting weekend. I had a tremendously amazing weekend, Kevin. Of course, um, we released uh, our cookbook officially on Friday, uh, and the people showed up here at MPB uh, from New Orleans. We had people come from Tennessee. It was just absolutely fantastic, and we sold out of books in 28 minutes, uh, which, uh, oh my gosh, I'm still kind of like in the clouds about that. But we hung out here until 4 o'clock because that's what I told everybody. And uh, we had uh, food, which was kind of surprising because I didn't really tell everybody there was going to be a food tasting. And I think it turned out really well. The uh, fellowship, my family showed up, Kevin. um, My dad hugged me so many times he scared me. (laughs) Hey, Daddy. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I'm just really excited. And then on Saturday, um, uh, McLean was from 9 to 11. And again, we didn't leave until 4.30 because people came and we sold what they had. And so I'm really proud of that. Uh, We woke up the following morning to find out that we had placed number 90, uh, I'm sorry, 81 on Amazon and new cookbook releases. So it's been a fantastic weekend. And also, I don't, you know, you become such a media star and you're kind of dragging me along, which I certainly appreciate any any exposure I get Whatever, along with Whatever, man. <laughs> but uh, eat, 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 Drink, Mississippi. I don't I don't remember even those people coming in here to talk. I mean, I, like I said, we've had so, so several, you know, come in to do features and things, but uh, an article in the latest edition of Eat, Drink, Mississippi. Absolutely. Um, they, they have been uh, extraordinarily supportive of my dream and my vision. Uh, and it really, for me, it's not about food, Kevin. It really is championing who we are in terms of hospitality, love, and family in the state of Mississippi. Food just happens to be my hook. Um, it, and, um, it's, uh, it's wonderful to have people from everywhere uh, show up and take a part in such a delicious dream. And I really want to thank you for being so supportive. You know, you've let me harass you since 2013. (laughs) I'll never forget the first time that I I met Kevin. You know, he's very stoic, and a lot of people don't know that. But I'm a hugger. And so the first time I hugged him, it was like, oh, 
I can't believe she just did that. <laughs> but now he kind of waits for a hug, and that's really sweet. And then we officially got married. Uh, Java was that two weeks ago. He played the wedding music, and we got married. <laughs> and so on Friday, I introduced him to his uh, mother-in-law and father-in-law. So it's great. Uh, I saw something on Highway 80 in Pearl. There is a new farmer's market that has opened. So. That's exciting for me. That's uh, just right down the street from my house. So uh, access to fresh produce and fruits and vegetables, that's always good. We're big uh, proponents of, uh, of uh, farmer's markets here on the show. Again, you know, fresh food, uh, fe- fresh food is always better. And everybody really needs to try to eat more vegetables and uh, fruit. And so, you know, if there's something that, that close by, uh, I would encourage folks to, to do that and support uh, the farmers here in Mississippi because uh, that's, you know, as I say, that's that's good food and, and it helps uh, everybody, I think. So so um, we're going to be talking throughout the hour with uh, our guest uh, is Camille Peoples. But let's take a quick break first. When we get back, we'll introduce Camille and tell she can tell a little about her story. You're listening to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. And we'll be back with more after this. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Today we're going to be visiting with our guest, Camille Peoples. Uh, she is uh, has Feast Specialty Foods, uh, where she prepares and delivers uh, complete, great-tasting dinners. It's located in Jackson. Uh, and so we're going to talk to her about uh, her journey and uh, her approach to cooking. So, Camille, thanks for being on the show with us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So if you would tell us a little bit about your background, I know we were chatting before we came on the air. You are a Houston, Texas native. So uh, how did you get from uh, the Lone Star State to the Magnolia State? Moved here the first part of 2014 with my husband. And um, about six months into it, we had a a change of plans and (laughs) we were forced to make a decision to either go back to Texas or stay here. And we chose to stay here and haven't looked back. I decided to open Feast at that time. I had the business in Houston, which I had closed. So my husband went to work for the Mississippi Museum of Art, and I started Feast. And up until this past January, he was at the museum and has now come on board as our operations officer. So um, we are really trying to get this off the ground now and – actively market the business and um, hopefully grow it you know, to where we're in a position to hire more people because I really need a sous chef. <laughs> <laughs> so um, <clears throat> growing up, I mean, are you someone that's always enjoyed cooking and, and being in the kitchen? I have. My mother was an at-home mom and had balanced food on the table at every meal and she was a intuitive cook that never really followed recipes except when baking. And I was the youngest and the only girl. So in our designated roles in the household, <laughs> I was in the kitchen and enjoyed it very much. But it has always been a hobby for me. Um, over the years, you just learn to cook. You learn to make mistakes. And you, you build on that. And I am self-taught based on those mistakes and you just learn flavors that blend well together and so I have just grown on that as a young adult when we when I married and had children it was so expensive to go out mm-hmm. pay a babysitter you know dinner movie all of that added up and so we just started entertaining at home and 
that's when I learned about putting a, a real um, gourmet dinner on the table. Mm-hmm. And so I've just now taken that in my later years, children are grown, but have now just turned that into a business. So what is your greatest and sweetest memory of being in the kitchen with your mom? The greatest and the sweetest. Gosh. That's that's <laughs> difficult because I was there so often. Um, the, the one memory that comes back to me is after I married, there were so many friends who hosted events for us before the wedding that mom in turn um, decided to host them at home. And so she put together a beautiful dinner and it was, there were so many friends that we had to break it up into separate dinner parties. <laughs> but So probably by the third meal of beef Wellington, I was really kind of tired of it, but <laughs> that was, that was a really fun event was to pull that menu together and, and prepare that for friends who had done so much for us. And I think it's incredible that uh, your mom loved your friends enough to celebrate your life that way. And to, Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's a memory that your friends will carry with them as well. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. We're visiting with uh, our guest, Camille Peoples, of uh, Feast Specialty Foods on Deep South Dining this morning. If you have a question for Camille about her business and uh, maybe a little bit about how she cooks food, or if you'd like to share uh, what's on your table here as we begin the summer, uh, give us a call. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email the show. It's food at mpbonline.org. We always like to bring in interesting people to share their love of food, but we always also want to hear from you. Any week you want to call in and let us know, as I say, what you're cooking, maybe one of your favorite uh, summer foods, memories that you have of, of eating and cooking growing up, please always feel free, no matter what we're talking about, to, to join the conversation with some, some comments and some experiences, some memories. We always love to hear that. Again, it's one eight seven seven mpb ring That's our phone number. So um, how – I think I, we mentioned at the beginning that since 2011, how did you decide I enjoy cooking food, you know, and, and that sort of thing? Where did that – how did you get from that step to I would like to start a business and share my cooking with other people? My cousin's wife had a soup business in Houston that she had been active in for I think about three years. And then she retired that business and – I was in um, facilities management and doing interior design at the time. And we were just gathering with family one night. And she said, you know, I really think I want to get back in the food business, but I don't want to do soup anymore. So we collaborated and came up with preparing fresh meals and delivering them. We started out with just one, what we call a dinner for two, because everything we prepare serves two people. And we've, we went from one dinner for two to a salad <laughs> for two to soup for two. And um, she decided that a commercial kitchen was really more challenging for her. So I took the business myself and um, remained um, active in the business until we moved to Mississippi. And so coming here was a different set of challenges for me because in Houston, we had a customer base because we were both Houstonians, but we had never really worked in a commercial kitchen and produced food at that level. 
So I came to to Jackson with the proven recipes and the know-how, but I didn't know anybody. <laughs> so so we've really actively tried to grow the business. And, and from where we started and where we are today, it has really been a very organic growth. We've not done active marketing at all. So I have to believe that the, spoo- the food speaks for itself because people have just recommended us through word of mouth. That's the wonderful thing about delicious food. It, it's an invitation in and of itself without the marketing because you can do all the fancy marketing and you can have all the fancy buildings and you get there and if the food is um, not posh, if it's not good, people don't come back. It is, and then the fact that you get to put your own hands in it and your love and your creativity into the recipes and you're sharing that with other people, it gives it a sense of community and people just want to come back. So what made you decide that you wanted to deliver the food? That's got to be fun. That is fun. And that is the the final link in how the business has grown, I think, because I've been able to have that one-on-one contact with my customers and relationships have developed and friendships have grown. And um, I don't think that they support the business for me. I think that they truly enjoy having the food. But I'm the beneficiary of some wonderful friendships out of this. I think I think it kind of works both ways because you are just me meeting you today for the first time. Your spirit is very big and it's very bright. And so to have that at the front door with some yummy food, I mean, it's a win-win for everybody. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, and you brought in uh, two things for us to sample this morning. So if you would uh, tell us about the, the two dishes that you brought in today. One of the dishes is called King Ranch Chicken, which is a throwback to my Texas roots. Um, it is made with uh, chicken and tortillas, and it has a, a zesty, spicy sauce, not hot, but just flavorful sauce with red peppers and poblano peppers. And um, it's Cooked with onions and garlic, and everything has to have garlic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and lots of cheeses, and it just—it's just a staple on the on the table of of Texas. So, um, the other dish I brought is a lasagna, and I make all of my marinara from scratch. Everything I make is from scratch, but I start with completely whole foods, but I, the marinara is, cooks down for about four hours. And then that is combined with, um, ground beef and Italian sausage. And, um, I add Parmesan cheese, mozzarella cheese, an, an unusual add on is goat cheese hmm. and fresh basil in there. And it, it just, it sets it apart, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's just yummy. Oh, my God. The food was absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Today. And it was, you know, it is uh, what we Southerners truly love to call comfort food. Every bite just kind of sent these really warm sensations over your brain to get the next bite. So right. I can see your client base uh, instantly growing uh, just from the idea that you get to taste that wonderful food. And then you have such a, a wonderful person bringing it to you. No, oh, thank yeah. you. The The food that you tasted today are two offerings from our frozen inventory. Um, the The bones of the business is, as I said, a dinner for two, and that is a fresh meal that is delivered to your door. So um, the reason why we provide you with a dinner for two is I really believe that people should not be by themselves. To me, mealtime is when you come together 
and yeah. you 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 break bread with break bread with one another and share your day and relax and our lives get so chaotic that you forget how important that is and so i really i mean i i know some customers eat half of it one day and then the other <laughs> half another but everything that we do is sort of a based on the mediterranean diet and and the mediterranean lifestyle mm-hmm. and that is all part of that sharing your food with somebody else. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the Mediterranean diet and, and uh, what, what that's all about. The Mediterranean diet is based on using whole foods mm-hmm. and food s- s- prepared simply. Um, it, it has fat in it, but it's healthy fats. So I, I include avocados in my, in my salads. Um, I use a lot of olive oil. I will substitute that for butter when I can without um, using losing the integrity of the of the recipe mm-hmm. um, I use a lot of citrus and and acids vinegars and um, citrus juices to to offset um, using a lot of sodium so it brings flavors out that way so mm-hmm. I don't follow a dietary regime which the Mediterranean diet is not because it really is more of a lifestyle but I do try to promote healthy eating because it is all fresh food. So there's nothing processed. There's no trans fats in it. There's no preservatives. So, and the Mediterranean diet is also, as I said, based on lifestyle. So Mm -hmm. they do gather in the evenings Mm -hmm. and they do sit on their porches and tell stories and and share a bottle of wine. And to me, that's just so It's a happy, festive time. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, we've got a caller on the line, and by the way, we have some open phone lines as well if you want to join our conversation this morning. If you have a question or a comment for Camille, or if you just want to tell us uh, what you've been cooking this time of year as we begin the summer, maybe some memories of uh, the kitchen growing up, the phone lines are open and available for your calls at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Let's say hello to Jesse, who's called in from Jackson. Good morning, Jesse. Good morning. How are you guys today? Fantastic. How are you? Doing just fine. Um, I got a question. I normally uh, cook with a lot of real spicy foods. I've worked with ghost chili in the past, and I'm actually doing some experimentation with the new Carolina Reaper. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? I'm, (laughs) I'm dead serious. But I've run into a few dead ends trying to cut the heat down to where it's actually palatable for somebody. I was wondering if you guys might have any ideas or suggestions for working with that level of heat. Find another pepper. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that that pepper is really it's it's its nature is to be extremely sensitive. Even picking it can be, you know, very irritating. Uh, so cooking with it and trying to take it down a notch, uh, uh, good luck with that. <laughs> uh, Camille, any thoughts? Um, right, no, well, I was just going to um, say exactly what Deborah said. All right. Well, thank you very much. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, Jesse. And isn't that the one that the I think that they made the chip out of, and that there's all the videos online of someone biting into the chip and 
I mean, I I blanch at jalapeno peppers, so there's no way I'm getting anywhere <laughs> close to those. But I mean, I guess there are a couple of things. The whole thing about the the seeds and and that. But I mean, when you've got a pepper that that's hot, that, that's well, when you that have a hot, pepper that you you probably should put gloves on when you're picking it, Kevin, because the, even the the oils, um, you know, will come through the skin of the pepper, and it can be very irritating. It's fantastic. It's fun to play with for people who have, you know, the uh, wanting, seeking a thrill for extra heat. Uh, but it also, with too much of that, have you know, it can make you uh, very nauseous, sweating profusely, uh, and it can even cause uh, irritation in your mouth uh, that could last for several days. So just be very careful with that, Jesse. Um, maybe even thinner amounts uh, or just a, a bit, a smidgen goes a long way with that pepper, and especially when you're preparing a meal. So. Well, I actually like the flavor of jalapeno, so I use it a lot, but I remove the seeds and I remove the membrane, and you can actually taste the pepper without the heat. So to me, when you eat a pepper that burns your mouth, you burn your taste buds, so all you're getting is fire. You're not appreciating any of the flavors in the food. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, and first of all, it's called the Reaper. Let me do that. <laughs> so that in and of itself would suggest, you know, uh, a pretty strong taste with the pepper. But it is a lot of fun for kids, you know, and adults who, you know, because there are even competitions of people sitting down and eating levels of peppers. And this is one of the ones that are high on the list. Uh, but to cook with it and to serve your friends and family, I'm, you know, and one of the things that Kevin will tell you is I do enjoy uh, just a tiny bit of heat, but I want to catch it at the back of my palate where it's not overwhelming uh, so that everybody can truly enjoy a dish. So, Yeah, and I would also say if you are going to do that, you might want to at least let the, those that are eating the food you cooked it with know in advance because, again, that, that, that some people – don't handle peppers very well. And also have the number to the, your local fire department at hand. So. <laughs> What's, uh, or some bread too, or, or something, because I know that, or milk is one of the things you're supposed to drink afterwards to kind of cool your mouth off. We need to take another break. When we get back, we'll continue our discussion. Today we're visiting with Camille Peoples, owner of Feast Specialty Foods. We've got some open phone lines. So again, if you want to talk to Camille, or if you just want to share with us what you've been cooking, what's going on in your kitchen as we begin summer, let us know. The call The phone number to call is one eight seven seven. MPB Ring. It's 1-877-672-7464. We'll be back with more of the show after this. If you miss anything on MPB Think Radio, you can always stay up to date by logging on to our website at mpbonline.org or use your mobile device and download our MPB public media app. This is MPB Think Radio, where Mississippi is our mission. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Today we're visiting with Camille Peoples. She's the owner of Feast Specialty Foods located in Jackson. We've been talking a little bit about uh, her background growing up in the kitchen and then how she got her business started. A couple of things that we want to touch on. Uh, first of all, we do want to let you kind of give us an idea of how the process works if someone's interested in, in uh, getting some food from Feast, well, how they would go about doing it. But first, if, uh, but first we're going to take a call. All right, it's Marie and Tupelo's on the air. Or, uh, good morning, Marie. You're on the air with us. Go ahead. Good morning. I have a comment related to the last Hester, uh caller about okay. peppers. Go ahead. I've never worked at the Carolina Reaper or Dutch peppers, but I do love fresh Dutch peppers. They're very spicy. So I've been mixing them with mango or pineapple, make a salsa or a salad. 
with a little avocado, um, cucumber, and bell pepper. And I see that the fruit really helps calm that heat down. Mm-hmm. Very delicious together. All right. Uh, good call. Thank you very much. And that's that's a good idea. That would think that's kind of playing off each other. The the sweetness of the pineapple and the mango might help uh, cut back on some of the of the of the heat of the peppers. Well, you know, there's always a food balance. You know, with sweet and heat, you want to you know be able to balance it out. But then you also got to remember that peppers come from very sweet and mild taste to extremely exotic. So you know, when you're mixing them, you want to just really be careful about the variety that you choose. Again, like you said, if you're serving other people, you want every because what I may like as an individual is fine when I'm just cooking for myself. But when you're when you're having a dinner party or you're serving, you know, other guests, you want to make sure that everybody's palate can enjoy the meal that you've prepared. And mixing fruit um, with peppers is very delightful, especially when you're creating sauces and that kind of thing. But again, you do want to be careful about the levels of heat that you're choosing when you're serving people. All right. Uh, again, we've got some open phone lines. If you'd like to join in this morning, the number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So, Camille, can you uh, talk to us about um, uh, being at the incubator and how that's been important to your business? Sure. Uh, we moved to the Hatch, which is um, a building in Midtown. Mm-hmm. Midtown is located sort of right behind Millsaps College off of West Street. And when we moved there, uh, we negotiated with Midtown Partners, which owns the building. And we brought all of our equipment into the space, which was raw. We were able to design it and have it built out to our specifications. And um, we arranged with the Midtown Partners and the the Millsaps people that at the time that we um, signed the lease, we conveyed all of the equipment to Midtown Partners. So we're using it and maintaining it, but when we leave the business, we will leave them with a fully functioning kitchen so that they'll have um, an incubator to to use for other um, tenants coming in. We had a difficult time when we started out at um, the um, Jackson Enterprise Center on Highway 80 because mm-hmm. when I was in Houston, the kitchen that we used had all the equipment in it. So when we came here, we had to furnish the equipment. So this way, we had the equipment. We, we um, had to leave Highway 80 Enterprise Center and then move to the hatch, and we have wonderful space here now, but um, it was difficult finding a, a kitchen when we came to the hatch. We were looking for something that we could partner with the the owners and have them be able to do something and help uh, cooks in the future use that equipment. So it was a win-win with Midtown Partners that we were able to leave all of this kitchen equipment to them. So... Um, we want to grow feast, grow it well, and at some point, looking at that portal of 60, I know I don't want to be doing this for the next 20 years. So. <laughs> anyway, my husband and I both realized that this was going to be the best solution. So working with, with um, the Millsaps Business School and Midtown Partners has just been a wonderful transition for us.
You know, the Midnight uh, neighborhoods kind of has a reputation here in Jackson of being really a happening place. It's a, kind of a renaissance going on, a lot of creativity there, artists, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Do you feel the vibe in that in that part of the town when you do your business? There is a vibe. There's a lot of um, activity in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. My customer base um, is outside of that neighborhood, but I am able to participate in some of the events that are hosted in Midtown and people come to the hatch and and are able to to sample foods and um, the space is great. So hopefully um, as that renaissance continues, um, we will be able to get more and more customers in that area. So tell our listeners what to, um, two things, what to expect on a menu from you and how can they order foods from you? The business is web-based. So every Wednesday you will receive an email from Feast that will tell you what I'm cooking the following week. So it's not an impulsive retail stop where you can stop in on your way to work and, and grab something. Um, you you receive the email. I'll have um, all my dinner for twos on there, plus frozen items that are in stock. And then you have until Sunday evening to order. So you can get your affairs in order. And then by Sunday night, you'll know <laughs> whether or not you want to receive your dinner for two on Wednesday or Thursday. So all my orders came in last night and I will go back to the kitchen and we'll be prepping today and tomorrow and cooking and then delivering to them on Wednesday and Thursday. So I'll be delivering Thursday what you ordered last week. At the same time, you'll get your email Wednesday of what I'm going to be cooking and delivering the next week. So so te- technically, it sounds like you are a uh, version of what some of these major companies like Kevin orders from Blue Apron. Mm-hmm. So you are our local Blue Apron, I which am. I think is, uh, for me, even a better uh, idea because I'm eating local foods. Uh, you're buying uh, from... I source locally. Right. I, um, I do all of the preparation for you. Kevin is is honing his prep skills (laughs) with his blue apron delivery. Um, But I do all the prep for you. And it is, it is a complete meal that is cooked to about 95%. So when you heat it, you are not reheating it. You are finishing the heat cooking process. So it's not dried out. So, girls, if you're listening, this is a great way to invite that guy that you really like over for dinner. Take the fuss out of it and, you know, light some candles at a really pretty table and give him a nice home-cooked meal. And that can work in reverse. So I think it's a fantastic idea. And I love the idea that um, around the food, you're building a community of fellowship, you know, because it's something we talk about all the time, to be able to sit at the table and look across at somebody else and get to learn something about them and get to love on somebody while you're sharing delicious food. I think it is absolutely priceless. We've got some callers on the line, so we head back to the phone lines as we say good morning to Kathleen in Osaka. Good morning, Kathleen. Hey. I'm so doggone jealous I can scream. <laughs> <laughs> Out here in Osaka, there are no deliveries of anything. <laughs> if you get tired on a Wednesday and Thursday, after a while, that can of Campbell's soup looks real good. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but that's okay. I was just saying, you know, I had a roommate once, and you we were talking about following directions. She could not cook. Her idea of cooking out or bring, 
bringing in for her night to cook was McDonald's or pizza. And one day I had made a whole tray full of lasagna. And she had a guy over for dinner and said, oh, I fixed that. He said, really? He says, well, what did you use, fennel or, or this, this, you know? And she goes, uh, okay, much amazing. <laughs> <laughs> she gave it up. <laughs> but this is really, really a treat for the people up there. Just by listening to the way you talk about the recipes, it's got to be heaven on a plate. Oh, right. thank I you, Kathleen. I to you, but y'all enjoy it. Thank you right. so much, Kathleen. Good to hear from you, girl. Stay on the phone lines. Uh, Sue in Beaumont wants to join the pepper discussion. Good morning, Sue. <laughs> I have a surefire cure for, for hot mouth. All right. Because I love peppers, hot peppers of all kinds, any kinds. I have to have them around the house. Water doesn't do any good. Bread doesn't do any good. Uh, milk doesn't. But a spoonful of peanut butter will immediately calm down your hot oh, mouth. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. All right. I, I'm just telling all these people out there who, who might encounter a hot pepper, you take a spoonful of peanut butter, and it just soothes. It, it, the pain goes away right away. It, it cures it immediately. All right. Very good. I never thought about that. So, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had someone who suggested adding peanut butter to uh, oatmeal as well. So uh, peanut butter is a wonder food, I guess, you know, and of course, when you put it in with jelly on a sandwich. Well, you know, Kevin, that's so good that they wrote a song about it. Isn't that right, Java? Peanut butter, jelly time. All right. <laughs> Kevin, let me jump in here real quick. Okay. Camille, um, I want to say that you, um, you are making me order from you because with the way my life is set up <laughs> the the preparation um of knowing what's going to happen next week is the best part where it's not an impulse buy but we're going to sit up because i know wednesday thursday i have this and this meal exactly coming. and mm-hmm. once you've gotten into that routine you really look forward to knowing that that meal is going to be there for you on that day and um i when we were down we were down for three months when we had to move the kitchen and one of my customers didn't know what day of the week it was because <laughs> she didn't get her food delivery every wednesday and yeah, job it'll it just help you plan out you get to email like you say on uh wednesday and you can order by sunday so i'm talking to the wife on sunday Great. we know wednesday thursday we yes. have this meal so we can stay uh you know out a little longer or whatnot because we know we have this meal already prepared exactly i love that point yeah you know because there's so many people working and going to school and busy and so there you are and i don't have to worry about what i'm going to do for food no and um now that summer's hot, um, we ask people to leave a generous ice-filled cooler at their front door for us to deposit the food in. If you're not going to be home, um, it just it it makes everything so much um, more convenient for you to be able to to have it waiting for you. And also, I think it helps you because, again, with the idea of sort of working a week ahead. Uh, you know exactly how much of each menu to prepare, so it's it cuts down on uh, you don't have any food that you prepared that doesn't get used. I, exactly. I don't keep an inventory of food. I, I shop to order. So on Sunday nights, I'm scaling everything, and on Monday morning, I'm um, frantically <laughs> picking up what I need to be delivered. And so... And it's a perfect way not to have uh, food waste because in restaurants and catering businesses, one of the biggest losses, of course, is food waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, you know, buying too much 
you're expecting 100 people to show up at your buffet and only 10 people come. And that food at the end of the day technically should be discarded. So what a brilliant way um, to save money and um, and preserve, you know, that resource for something else in your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, one more break this hour. When we get back, we'll wrap things up. We're visiting on Deep South Dining this morning with Camille Peoples, who has Feast Specialty Foods in Jackson. Back with more of Deep South Dining after this last break. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Today we're visiting with Camille Peoples, who uh, has Feast Specialty Foods in Jackson. Uh, she prepares and delivers complete meals to your door. Dinners for two are the specialty. Uh, we've been talking to Camille about uh, her business model and her background and some of the food on her menu. Uh, earlier in the show, we had uh, someone who talked to uh, Jesse, I believe, from Jackson, wanted to know uh, when using hot, hot peppers, uh, maybe ways to cut down on the heat. And we've been having a little bit of a pepper discussion, and our producer Java wants to chime in. Yeah, I want to thank Jesse for uh, heading off this uh, little little discussion this morning because it wasn't planned. But I did find uh, the the sweet and hot. There's a um, ice cream made with the Carolina yes. we- the Carolina Reaper, uh, and you actually have to sign a waiver to <laughs> eat it, and you have to be 18 years or older, and it is uh, five times hotter than Tabasco, 500 times hotter than Tabasco sauce. All right. Well, so the, but, the, you know, the reason you sign the waiver, because honestly, it can be very dangerous. Right. Uh, if, so if you have high blood pressure or problems with your heart, you are just kind of almost putting yourself in a situation where somebody's going to collect insurance money sooner or later. And the servers actually have to wear uh, gloves to handle the ice cream. <laughs> That's interesting. That's uh, I'll, I'll settle for vanilla and chocolate. Thanks very much. Uh, so, Camille, you mentioned that uh, your service is web-based, so we wanted to give out the website for folks that might be interested. It's feast-sfforspecialtyfoods.com. So feast-sf.com. And the other thing that you mentioned during the break is uh, unlike some of the other uh, produce de- or the you know delivery ones where you cook yourself, it's not a subscription. So there's no I don't want to do no this. There's no obligation. Week. Right. You just receive that email each week, and if you see something you like, you order. If you don't, you can wait until the next week. Well, one of the things that really makes me happy about what you're doing, you're working with one of my favorite people, my cousin Nick Wallace. How is that working out for you guys? Nick was a guest chef for us, uh-huh. and. Um, we enjoyed working with him during the month of April, had a great response to the recipes that we, we cooked um, that he had provided us. But I I get to work closely with Nick every day of the week because his mother, Susie Marshall, ah. is my prep chef. Oh, okay. So um, that's how we kind of brought this full circle is my husband worked at the Mississippi Museum of Art. Okay. Nick was the chef at the museum. That's right. And he recommended his mom when I was looking for someone when I opened the business. So Susie's been with me from the very beginning. Oh, wow. And um, it's a great, it's just a great setup. So I get to keep up with Nick and all of his activities now that he's on his own. And um, it's and Susie's probably one of the most amazing energetic spirits that I know. She I mean, is. Yeah, she's absolutely She's a lovely fantastic. lady. Yeah. So how do you plan your menus every week? How do you come up with the, what the menu is going to actually be? I have a, a 
very large library of menus, and I I try to rotate them out so that I only cook something maybe once every three months. Mm -hmm. And then during that time, I'll try to introduce something new. And I'm in the process of bringing in some more new items right now. But there are still some favorites that my customers really enjoy. And so I can't drop them and just completely <laughs> you know, move in the new. But um, I, I taste them in my head. I just It's, it's an odd sensation. But I am able to, to know how flavors come together. It just, but it's, I, it's I one of those gifts. Yeah, yeah, it's one yeah. of those gifts. And, and I, I um, plan my menus based on I'll, I'll see something that I really like uh-huh. and I'll just build it from there. I think it's um, the, the palette of art and taste. You know, and so in the same, it's like when I see some food, my creativity and my taste buds all start to kick together. So I, I truly understand it. And I think it happens, uh, especially, you know, for people who are self-trained. Uh, it's uh, different, that kind of love of just, you know, wanting to touch, feel and taste everything to make sure it's just, you know, excellent when you're serving it to someone else. Yeah. So um, how many choices each when you send out the email? Is it just this is the thing for this week or are there options? What, how does that work? We don't have options right now to substitute because it's just um, not something that I have the staff to, to manage right now. So your dinner for two is a hot entree that has a, a protein, a side, and a vegetable or a salad, and I have two of those, so I'll, you know, I have two different types of protein. Uh, my salad entree um, will have a protein in it. it can be a this week it's grilled shrimp with sweet potatoes oh. and um, green beans and some other yummy things going on in there. <laughs> um, and then I'm making a roasted cauliflower soup this week. So the soup is by the quart. And the salads for two people. So there's four options of fresh food. We have frozen options. The casseroles I sell in a single serving size, a two serving, a four serving, and you can special order anything larger than that. And then we have a la carte items as well. Salmon croquettes, um, my spicy meatballs. We're um, in the process of adding some specialty foods. I have hummus on the menu every week. I'm going to add um, some white queso, the oh. white cheese dip. Mm-hmm. Um, I make a, a ground pork sausage that's like a breakfast sausage, or you can use it to make meatballs. So these things are are all coming to build the a la carte frozen inventory. So stay tuned. <laughs> so what is the future for Feast Specialty Foods? The future is we are wanting to grow. We want to triple our level of customers this year. So by doing that, we can expand um, our offerings and um, have have um, more delivery areas that we can expand to as well. Right now, um, we are Jackson, Madison, Richland, and We'd like to be able to go further than that. And uh, growth is just what we want to want to do is grow. And so I noticed, uh, I guess you used the, those um, kind of the 
hot, cold uh, bags to deliver the food and make sure it stays hot and route to wherever it's going? Yes, we have um, um, hard-sided coolers. We have soft-sided, um, large soft-sided bags, five foot long. And then we use ice packs to, to put in those. So um, the food is delivered chilled, and we keep it chilled. And that's why we ask for the ice-filled cooler if you're not going to be home. Some customers just have me put it. They'll have an extra refrigerator in their garage, and I'll just slip it in there. Um, just whatever works best for you. We deliver to offices. We deliver to homes. So um, we want to get the food to you. All right. Uh, that's going to wrap us up today. Just a reminder, one more time of the website. If you're interested in what Feast Specialty Foods has to offer, it's feast-sf.com. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. So for Deborah Hunter and our guest, Camille Peoples, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned. Up next, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey, and that's followed by Southern Remedy at 11. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio.